Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's no listener behind. This is 1050 AM. Serving Riverside, San Bernardino, KCAA, Loma Linda. And now it's time for the Mitch and Kathy Show, a brand new show about thought, your thoughts, the thoughts of others, but most importantly, a fun show that makes you think, a show with things that make you go, hmm. So with no further ado, no delays, no tricks, just straight ahead real people on real radio. Here's the real Mitch and Kathy. Welcome to the Mitch and Kathy show. We have a great show for you this week. The first and second hours are going to be something you probably have never heard talked about on radio or TV for more than a few moments. You know, the average Hollywood sex scene is about 30 seconds. That's kind of long for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's not very entertaining in that way. <laughs> <clears throat> you get a couple, all the build up, and you get this 30-second montage of the moving and the, the, the woman on the top. The, sh- the sheets and the wind blowing, and all of a sudden you're talking about something you get ready to argue about. It's almost all always it is what it is. <laughs> but we're going to talk about something that is fun and interesting, the human orgasm. And we're going to go into a little bit of detail on that, aren't we? Stuff you ain't never heard about the human orgasm. Wow. So we got uh, the first hour is going to be what related more to men. The first hour is going to be myths and facts about the human male orgasm. You know, men and women are taught nothing about orgasms, but without orgasms, there would be no people. You kind of need one. And for most people, it's the only sex that they have in life. And people have orgasms their entire lives. Fetuses in the womb, before they are born, have been videotaped masturbating. Wow, that's pretty early. In the womb, while they're still floating in amniotic fluid, what are they thinking about? <laughs> they thinking about another lifetime? Probably. Uh, how do they even know that they have genitalia? How do they even know? How do they know they have fingers? Yeah, they can't see anything in there. It's I mean, I guess you've got a lot of time to yourself, and you kind of <laughs> got into that dark space, you know. But you don't have your laptop, but hey, <laughs> uh, it happens. It does happen. It's it's a uh, it's a mystery. That's kind of remarkable. Wrapped inside of an enigma. It. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then people do it up until they leave this planet. But another thing we're going to talk about is the most common use for your sexual energy is while you are asleep and unconscious. Mm. People that say that they don't have orgasm, they don't have sex. When you measure them scientifically in a lab, 
you find that 99% of the time, male and females are having sex with somebody, full erections, full engorgements, uh, all the stuff that goes with it, while they are sound asleep and unconscious. And when you wake them up, they don't remember it. That would give a new name for the wet dream. <laughs> you are a bad girl, Kathy. We must take you. We must take you to the temple and cleanse Baker. you. You are to be cleansed of those thoughts, and we will discuss them in detail later. <laughs> <sighs> Don't talk too loud. They'll be around the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reverend Billy Joe Gupta will be here to talk. To you. <laughs> we thank you very much for your. For your different donations to the temple, and we are from Athens, Georgia. Check the map. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Billy Joe we will save your soul. <laughs> and what are we going to talk about the second hour? The second hour will be myths and mysteries around the female orgasms, because without female orgasms, there would be no people. There would be no people. There would be no people. There would not be any people, except for scientifically, there would be. They can fertilize an egg and put it in there without her having an orgasm. You, you know, that's right, but that's no fun. It's They'd be all very fun. dull people. Would be. They'd be all people from very dull places, and they would have no personality. So we, I like the other way better. Well, yeah, me better. too. But if we didn't say that, then someone would say, there's people without them having an orgasm. But hey, wait a minute. The male had There'd be no sperm, <laughs> so there's still an orgasm. <laughs> And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to get sperm without some kind of sexual release. So there you go. You still need it. Well, there we you go. have an exciting show for you. It's going to be very informative. We're going to make it funny. It's not going to be clinical. Uh, but I hope you will join us for what should be one of those record-breaking shows. And it's not something you'll talk about in school. Because I'm a psychiatrist. And we didn't talk about it very much. Some. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Join Mitch and Kathy next week for the Divine Solar Show. One of the things that we do on Facebook is we teach people how to have a personal relationship with the sun. It'll be an open line show. You can call us with your questions about the sun, about your experiences with the sun, how you can get the sun to blink for you, your experiences with the paradosis. 
uh, your experiences with some of our solar tools. If you have questions about the solar tools, you can ask then some of the solar attunements. So it should be an action-packed show about solar magic. We're going to call it the Divine Solar Show. We now have 65 people who've been able to communicate with the sun sufficiently to get the sun to respond and blink for them. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at some really fascinating and outstanding solar work, go to our website on Facebook. I look up my name, Dr. Master Mr. Gibson, and you'll see people communicating directly with the sun. The Mitch and Kathy Show next week, 3 to 5 Pacific Time, 6 to 8 East, kcaaradio.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. with the Mitch and Kathy show and we have a doozy for you today um, if you want to call in and talk to us about your experience with the let's call it the sexual domain and orgasms 888-909-1050 if you want to call in just to listen 832-999-1050 I'd be listening to this show you know, I know there's going to be a lot of listeners there's going to be a lot of people sitting down they're going to turn off the evening news <laughs> and they're going to be taking notes they're going to have pen and paper available that's right because we're going to talk about drugs legal drugs and herbs that can make your orgasms better for men and women Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about myths and realities about orgasm. There are a lot of different types of orgasms. We don't get taught that. We do not. We don't get taught that. We, when we're little, we get that sexual orientation class that was made in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, don't touch each other. Don't touch each other. And don't touch yourself. Don't touch yourself. Uh, <laughs> stay out of the bathroom, you nasty little boy. <laughs> it, it's just, I'll just take the zero teacher I'll It's take just outdated And it needs to be updated People need to know more about What sexuality is What it can do And how healthy it can be for people We just need to We're going to take our time this time And educate people about stuff Well I think it's It's, it's behooving us To tell people about The uh, What you would call making you feel guilty about pleasuring yourself. And that comes from, you know, many, many years in the church where they make you feel guilty, especially women when it comes to masturbation and sex in general. And so a lot of people have to fight that. They have to fight that 
thing that they've learned all those years and is still affecting how they have uh, sexual relations. So we need to talk about that. We're also going to ask a question. How long should you wait to have sex with someone? Well, let's start with that. Let's just start. Let's with start that. with that. Should it be on uh, when you first meet them? Should let's it be on the first that. day, first date? Because the whole question around orgasm centers around this very issue. How long should you wait to even engage a person in sexual activity? That's a good question. It is a good question. I read that almost half of the sexual activity that happens in a relationship happens on the first date now. Wow. 49% of couples, when they begin to have relations, they have it on the first date. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. When you just meet a person. And, you know, the, the reasons for that were kind of interesting. Uh, one of the things that they talked uh, to the women about, they focused on the women first, is that it used to be that a woman would be seen as loose or promiscuous if she had a sex, sex, sex with man. She had to sex with man too early. <laughs> <laughs> It too soon. <laughs> That's one way to get it out. <laughs> if she had sex too soon, people would look at her different. But now women are saying to themselves, they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait to see if a man is any good in bed. Because to them, it's a waste of time wow. if they wait too long and see if a man's good or not. So now they just want to get that question out of the way before they move forward. Men... Men are men are hoes. They just want to have sex as soon as they can. Did I say that? I didn't say that, but I did. So there it be. Hmm. So so what's your answer? What my answer is? What's your answer? You know, I, I think it it's it should be a case by case basis. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, I mean having sex on the first date is fun, but um there's some crazy people out there. There are. You need to know. I mean, this is just me as a man talking. You need to know that the person you're getting ready to have intimate relationships is sane. Are they going to end up at your house at 3 o'clock in the morning with two kids Say, you should always think of me at this time with your children, with my children? No. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Didn't happen so to me. I think he was talking about Didn't, me. No. Okay. But you yeah. need to know that that person is stable. You need to know they're not going to be sitting up in bed at night with a knife thinking, hmm, I wonder how long you would bleed to death before you die. Ooh, my goodness. I know. I know. Uh, I'm making this stuff up. I'm not making this stuff up. Who are you sleeping with? <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> Well, here's a good one. I hope you enjoyed your dinner. <laughs> oh, boy. Four o'clock in the morning. Mm. I added some special herbs to it for you. I, I hope you enjoyed it. You need to know that that person is stable. You do need to know that. It's scary that be half, half on the first date. Half on the first date. Well, what's your female perspective? I'm just curious. Well, my female perspective is... You need to get to know this person before you go jumping in bed. I mean, even if it takes a couple of weeks, ladies, get to know this man before you just let him into the goodies because he could be a hoe and have, uh, you know, venereal disease and he can bring all kind of negative energy towards you. And you need to know who you're sleeping with, especially if you're going to be sleeping around looking for the one because sometimes the one that can rock your world doesn't have all the other things you're looking for uh, as far as a relationship with a man. So from my perspective, get to know him first, give it at least a couple of weeks, and then if you feel like you're comfortable with him, go for it. Why not three weeks? Why a couple of weeks? 
Because I don't think they're going to wait. You're telling me half is doing it on the first date. If you tell them three weeks, they're like, oh, no, that's too long. But if the guy doesn't wait, what does that say about the guy? Well, you know, guys are just going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. They're just going to do what they're going to do. And you can't stop them from doing what they're going to do. So you might as well be careful when you're talking to someone and you're interested in them. There's a very popular notion out there that you should wait at least three dates before you sleep with someone. What do you think about that? Well, I agree with it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I agree with that. There's and not a date on Monday, not a one on Wednesday, and not one on Friday. There's also one that says you should wait six months. That's kind of long. It is long. That's kind of long because a lot of stuff could happen in six months. There is wisdom in waiting, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, the anticipation, I think, is good. Very good. I think the getting to know each other is healthy. You don't know if you're dealing with somebody who's just scoping you out for your Social Security number. This is true. You don't know if they're trying to get into your bank account. This is true. If they just need a place to live for that month. You, mm-hmm. don't, know any, you don't know what they're carrying. You don't know that person's habits. You don't know their st- sanity or lack thereof. So I think it's really important that you take some time with that person. With anyone, I think a month is a good rule of thumb. That's what I used to recommend when I was a psychiatrist. Just at least take a month to get to know that person. I have a bias in part because, you know, I dealt with people of a certain mental discipline or lack thereof. And you you need to have time to get to know a person. You do. You do. And uh, a month is a good time as long as you're communicating during that month. Now, that doesn't mean you can't fool around and have foreplay and kiss and hug. But I think for you know full intercourse, wait a little bit. Give yourself some time to build up mystery about that person. And mystery is good. Mystery is good. And you want to have a little mystery before you just go jumping in. Now, if you find out that there's significant body odor that doesn't sound smell like body from that person, it smells like something else, then you, you can learn that sort of stuff about a person. <laughs> You can you can learn, male or female. If there's odors that are there that turn you off, then you know that there's something going on that you need to be aware of. And that's one of the reasons why you wait. That's why you wait. If the man keeps saying, well, I just forgot to shower today and it's the third week and that odor's still there, hmm. um, don't shower him yourself. <laughs> Let him go home and <laughs> take that shower. <laughs> And if, if there's a shower, if there's a, a problem with an odor with the lady and it's persistent, then you need to know that that, that problem's going to be there. And you need to say, hey, baby. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well. You know how that ends. I, it's I'm never going to end. If you got to bring that up in a conversation, it is never going to end well. It is not. It's not going to end well. That's just going to be a fight. And some guys will just deal with it. Some guys just don't care. Some, guys, some ladies will just deal with it. Some ladies just don't care. But I think that's another reason you should wait. That, that is should a be reason. a danger signal. So I, I think a month. What do you think? A month is good. I think a, a month, month is, is good. good. 
if if you can't find out what you need about a person in that first month, then you know I would wait. Google them. <laughs> yeah, Google makes it difficult for try to keep things secret yeah, anymore. Google them. Make you can sure Google that, someone's address and follow their car. That person. Make sure that person is who they say they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, find out about family. Find out about you know. Find out about that person. Who that person is, because all of that goes to the greatest sex organ that you have to your brain. Mm-hmm. Your brain is the greatest organ of orgasm that you have, because that's where the orgasm happens. It does for most people. Mentally first. Of course, the first chakra is where it begins and the energy rises up into the kundalini system and then the spine. But your brain has a lot to do with the quality and quantity of sexual enjoyment that you can get. And the more you're relaxed, the more you know about a person, the better your brain can get into the, the whole experience. If your brain has second thoughts, if your brain tells you, I don't trust you. If your brain tells you, I don't trust her. If your brain says, run. <laughs> Put the hat on back. Put the hat on. Don't even bother. <laughs> you know, get your shoes. Get Come back for your clothes if you have to. Just run. Mm. But if your brain says that sort of thing to you, listen. It's going to be something that in some cases will help a person not make big mistakes with the whole question of sexuality. So we've gotten that whole question out of the way. Okay. So that's for having an orgasm with a person, right? All right. So what about masturbation? There's... And that's probably the most common type of sex there is going on in the world. Masturbation. At any one time in the U.S., 800 men, 800 people are having orgasms through masturbation at any one second of any day. Hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot that's of a people. Lot. That's any a lot. Any second. Any particular second, 800 people. Wow. How'd they estimate that? Yeah. <laughs> Do they send out a questionnaire in the mail? What are you doing right now? What's the statistician doing? Right. (laughs) What are you doing right now Uh, Uh, at the gas station? Okay, you don't count. (laughs) So if you catch a person, how how are they going to respond to that? Most people can't even remember their name when they're masturbating. No, no. (laughs) Let's look at some of the myths. There are quite a few. Myth number one, masturbation is for the young. Oh, and that is totally a myth. Totally a myth. 70 to 95% of people masturbate throughout their entire lives. Yes, and that's a good thing. When I worked in nursing homes, not naming any names, but one of the main things that happened in nursing homes is that people were very sexually active. They are active. Extremely active. Venereal disease is real in old people. Yes, it is. I treated more stuff like that. You would find old men sitting in their chairs just going at it for hours. You know, that, those are people that need the glove and the Band-Aid. <laughs> and the women will be laying there grinning while you're talking to them. You know, it's real. It it's not real. just for young people. It's for everybody, including children. If, if you've ever raised a child, you know. Absolutely. You know, boys, girls, it just doesn't matter. You know what I remember? We went to a, a blues concert. And there was a lot of people in their 60s and 70s in the audience. And their responses to the, to the songs that were being played, both of our mouths were open. <laughs> no, they were some of the nastiest they people. So Talking nasty. about creeping through the back door, jumping in the window, <sighs> catch you in the shower. These were 70-year-old people singing and laughing and dancing. And, you know, Viagra jokes. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> Number two. 
Number two. Masturbation can cause blindness, acne, hair loss, chronic fatigues, and hairy palms, or even cancer. Wow. Not true. Not true. It does not cause blindness. It does not cause any of those conditions. As a matter of fact, it can relieve stress, insomnia, PMS, and menstrual cramps. It's actually been studied clinically to help relieve a lot of cramps. And in a lot of religions, they teach against the release of energy and, and masturbation. But in all actuality, point of fact, it is a very healthy thing for a person to do. We do have a caller. Do you want to take we have, a caller now? We have a or? caller. Or you want to keep hmm. going with our myth list? Let's do number three, and then we'll take the caller. Okay. Uh, number three, masturbation isn't real sex. Go ahead. Uh, uh, when people masturbate, they are having orgasms. It is real sex. It is real sex. You're having sexual pleasure of yourself. The area that the brain can orgasm in, there are several areas in the brain that hold orgasm. There's a whole space in the brain associated with masturbation. That is one of the most active areas of the brain uh, that is associated with the clinical sexual response in masturbation. There's a part of your brain that does nothing but wait for you to masturbate. It mm -hmm. is silent until you do. Mm -hmm. That part of the brain needs stimulation. It gets bored. It does. That's why it seeks uh, everything they can find. That's right. Visually, sensually, everything they can find. You know, over 40% of the information on the Internet relates to porn. And the Internet was started in part because people wanted to have an outlet, a private outlet, to find porn. Mm -hmm. And even now, when you look, 40% of the websites, the domains have to do with sex. Yes, they do. It is one of the most common domain, domain names out there. If you want to call us and talk, 888-909-1050. Call in to listen, 832-999-1050. You can talk to both of us. You can give us your stories. Or you can give us your questions. We have our first caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Ashkey from Philadelphia. Okay. Hey, Masters. Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> good, to, good to hear your voices. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for the show. Thank you for all you do. I look forward to seeing you again in New York this weekend. And, We're looking um, forward to seeing you in New York. What's on yes. your mind today? Well, my question, um, this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I've um, done a lot of research, and one of the uh, research materials was saying is, in my experience as well, that the male orgasm is electrochemical, and the female orgasm is electromagnetic. And, Could you speak up just a little uh, bit? I can barely hear you. Um, is that better? Go ahead. Let me see. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. I was saying that um, in some of my research on orgasms, I've read that, uh, and it's been my experience as well, that the male orgasm is electrochemical and the female orgasm is electromagnetic. It's a different um, resonance, a different tonality. Um, so I, I would like to get your wisdom on the difference between ejaculation an orgasm for men, particularly when um, you posted that most of our orgasms are first chakra orgasms, mm -hmm. which in my experience is just released, like biochemical, biological release. 
and the more electromagnetic orgasms as a man that you can achieve are more based in the heart. So I'd, I'd really appreciate your wisdom on the, the quality and the higher forms of, of orgasms that everyone... There are over 12 different types of orgasms that a man can have. Most men don't know that. Uh, you can have orgasms without ejaculating. Yeah. Actually, in the higher forms of orgasms, there is no ejaculation required. In the lower forms, yeah, we all know what that is. I mean, you got to get a tissue, you got to, you know, clean up, you, you got to watch yourself. But as you evolve in your ability to have orgasms, you move beyond the first uh, level of biological orgasm. You get more into biochemical, and then you get into electrical, and then you get into purely consciousness related orgasms. There is a progression in your ability to orgasm as you evolve in consciousness. Most men stay sort of locked in the biological ejaculation um, liquid form of orgasm. That's the most basic form, and it's necessary in part because without that, there'd be no people. You need that. But as we evolve in consciousness, we learn that there are different ways to orgasm. You can orgasm simply by thinking about it. You can orgasm through breathing. You can orgasm through kissing a person. You can orgasm uh, through meditation. And people have shown that you can orgasm by reaching certain states of meditation and remaining there for hours. In my astral travels and my celestial travels, I've gone to certain dimensions of reality where I've met beings that are able to orgasm for days at a time. That's their normal state of consciousness. The human nervous system is not built that way. We are built for biological orgasms at most. Every once in a while, we can have an electrical or consciousness orgasm, but even then, in men, it's going to last 30 seconds to a minute. Maybe a little longer in some men, but for most men, it's going to be around 30 seconds. And then there is a period where there's a decrescendo, sort of down regulation of the orgasm. Does that help with your question? Yes. Yes, Master. Um, can I ask one more? Okay. What's, what's your next question? Well, it was just in terms of joy and, and orgasm. Uh, I was having a conversation with a um, sister today, and, and we were talking about birds and how birds, when they sing, their whole body is vibrating like an orgasm, and then they take off and fly and how dolphins swimming, how nature seems to be in this kind of joy, which is more euphoric and, and blissful or even orgasmic. Um, so I'd, I'd love to hear um, your, your thoughts on, on that. Well, there are orgasms have been um, <clears throat> recorded in most primary and many reptile species. The um, black widow spider, birds, alligators, dolphins, all have been recorded uh, apes have been recorded to have orgasms. It's not something that's just particular to humans. It is a response that permeates all of nature. It's not just something that humans get from, you know, sexual relations. Most animals, and probably animals we hadn't even thought about, have the same response. It is not unique to humans in any way, shape, or form. Thank you, Master. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. I know we have another caller, but we're going to put you on hold. We're going to have to take a break in about 30 seconds, and uh, we will come back and we will talk to you, Ricardo. So just hang on. Uh, he brings up an interesting point as far as vibrating uh, sounds and the body. Okay, we can talk about that for a minute. 
We'll be right back with the Mission Cafe Show with our hit show, Orgasm. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, There are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Join Mitch and Kathy next week for the Divine Solar Show. One of the things that we do on Facebook is we teach people how to have a personal relationship with the sun. It'll be an open line show. You can call us with your questions about the sun, about your experiences with the sun, how you can get the sun to blink for you, your experiences with the paradosis. 
uh, your experiences with some of our solar tools. If you have questions about the solar tools, you can ask then some of the solar attunements. So it should be an action-packed show about solar magic. We're going to call it the Divine Solar Show. We now have 65 people who've been able to communicate with the sun sufficiently to get the sun to respond and blink for them. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at some really fascinating and outstanding solar work, go to our website on Facebook. I look up my name, Dr. Master Mr. Gibson, and you'll see people communicating directly with the sun. The Mitch and Kathy show next week, 3 to 5 Pacific Time, 6 to 8 East, kcaaradio.com. We are back with the Mitch and Kathy show live. We are doing a special show on the human orgasm, and we believe we have a caller. Yes, Ricardo from Washington, D.C. Are you still there? Yes, I'm Ricardo, here. are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oops. Yes, how are you? I'm doing well, yourself? Very good. Thank you for tuning in to the show. And what is on your mind today? What question do you have or comment do you have about human orgasms, particularly male orgasms? Uh, specifically, well, I, I've been hearing a lot about um, orgasm leading to high states of consciousness where people are able to even levitate, um, even like, well, I think, yeah, levitate, have out-of-body experiences, and also, I did want to know, does orgasm tie into elevating human, con- human consciousness and um, soul liberation? Does orgasm help the soul to be liberated? Okay. The last caller asked a very uh, similar question about orgasms. Uh, most humans don't realize that orgasms are stored inside the body from the time before you were born. And even in people who have died, if you stimulate certain nerves properly, and if there's enough oxygen left in the body, they can still experience physical orgasms, even after death, because that energy is stored inside the body. Most of the energy associated with orgasms we never use. It still sits in the body. There are different levels of human orgasms that can be uh, created, and the most basic level is the biological orgasm, where you have a release, you have fluid ejaculation, and then you kind of relax and go to sleep. But there are different levels of orgasm associated with different levels of consciousness expansion, so your question is very appropriate in that way. One of the goals of orgasms as we evolve in consciousness is to experience orgasm by pure consciousness alone, without sexual activity. When we can do that and then hold that state of consciousness, that is the ultimate level of consciousness related to sexuality and orgasm. Okay. Um, does it, it's does entirely it make a, possible. What about like um, when two partners have sex and they have produced orgasm? Does it does it produce a certain type of energy? Say if it's like do certain type of orgasms produce certain type of energy? Say if it's like uh, a male and female couple, a female female couple, or male and male couple, would that uh, change the orgasm, or would that uh, create for like 
I don't know because I know in different spiritual practices, you know, often we taught, you know, a man supposed to be with a woman, you know, opposite gender. So I was just checking. There are different types of orgasms depending not only on the sex, but the person that you're with. Orgasm changes according to hair color. It changes according to voice. It changes according to age. It can change according to race. It can change according to uh, male or female. It can change according to if you were by yourself with a person or in a group. All of those things have an influence on the type of orgasm you have. It's not just race. There's a number of different factors that influence that. The time of a woman's cycle, mm-hmm. the time of a man's cycle, what hormonal state they're in, all of those things yeah. influence sexuality. I apologize for cutting you off. I never heard of a man's cycle. But Say man, again? You just said the time, time of a man's cycle. What is that? Men have hormonal cycles just like women. Oh, yes. We have hormonal cycles. We don't have um, uh, a period per se. But if you watch your cycle closely through a month, you will see that there are certain states of emotion, certain states of arousal, certain ease or dis-ease of being able to ejaculate that changes throughout the month if you really watch yourself. And then that's in part because of the hormonal levels that go up and down on a man, just like with women. Your testosterone level is not always stable. It can go up and down just like a woman's estrogen level. Okay. Research also shows that people have the most yeah. intense orgasms in groups, in part because uh, biologically that's how mankind started having right. sex. We started having sex in caves in large groups, and that biological memory of that is still somehow imprinted on our system. Okay, I mean, cause, well, this is an interesting show because I know I feel like I've always been taught the wrong thing about sex and orgasms. And and you kind of enlighten me on a lot of things, even the things that were unsaid. There's a lot of things I didn't say, but you answered those questions. So can you name three different types of orgasms men can have? Who, me personally? Yeah, just off the top of your head. Let's see how good you are. Um, a physical orgasm, a consciousness orgasm, um, and a bioelectrical orgasm. Okay. Maybe I should be more specific. Question. There are areas in the body that are called erogenous zones that we know about for women, but those areas also exist for men. Can you name at least one area in the man other than the penis that's an erogenous zone that can cause an orgasm? Um, for some men, maybe the nipples. Say again? Maybe the nipples. Lips. There's an area between the anus and the testicles. Oh, the perineum. If it's stimulated enough, a man can orgasm without having to touch his penis. That is actually one of the most erogenous zones in the body that is ignored mostly by men. After that, the nape of the neck has the highest, one of the highest numbers of nerves that are connected with the genital region of the brain. The nape of the neck is the area of the neck just under the ear. Mm-hmm. Now, so those are three um, areas, I, and that's a gift. I, you can take them home. Thank me later. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so much uh, for calling. Uh, uh, Thank you so much. <laughs>
Um, Thank you. I believe I may have experienced a few of those orgasms and on the conscious level. Um, sometimes when I sleep and I'm laying down, like I'll wake up. And when I wake up, I'll feel that sensation like I'm having an orgasm. And it's like I could consciously feel, feel it and it'll go away and I could consciously bring it back. I can't hold it longer than, like you say, 30 seconds to a minute. However, it's like I could bring it, I could summon it willingly, the feeling. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Just and that's because along, like, I could like, summon it, like, just, like, do- feel the feeling of having an orgasm. During sleep, most men have the same sexual response that they do during actual sex for two or three hours at a time. We have erections. We have the same engorgement, the same brain processes, the same bodily response as if we're having sex. And that is for a man's entire lifetime. For some reason, we don't know why, but that happens every night in men regardless of age. So what you're experiencing, what you're remembering is real. We got to go and do some more of these myths, but thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for being one of our great listeners. Thank you. He had some interesting questions. Yes, he did. He did. And you had posted something on Facebook about uh, orgasms. You said every 90 minutes a man has an orgasm. Every 90 minutes at night, uh, and the research studies that have been done in sexual researchers and sleep uh, researchers, they found that men have a sexual release. Mm Mm-hmm. Every 90 minutes. And or, we have erections that last up to three hours every night. Now, I'm thinking, we got gypped. <laughs> <laughs> There's very few men that have a three-hour continuous orgasm anywhere, or a three-hour continuous erection. Not even with the best drugs out there are you going to have a continuous erection for three hours. It just ain't going to happen. You can have a 15, 20-minute erection, and it's going to go down. You can get it back up. But three hours? That's a long time. Why do we have to be asleep to have that? <laughs> what happened to being awake and experiencing that? And women have a similar thing. So who the heck are we having sex with where we're having all these erections, women are having all these responses, and we're sound asleep? Uh, we're sound asleep in our dream body, but we're wide awake. We're wi- well, somewhere else. Yeah, we're somewhere else. Somewhere else. And we're doing some other things. Uh, let's get back to the myths, shall we? Back to the myths. Okay. We, number four, uh, and this is a big myth. People in relationships don't masturbate. That's so false. That is so false. That is so false. People in relationships do masturbate. Actually, they masturbate more. They do. Um, Just because they do. (laughs) (laughs) Men, number five, men have to masturbate, women don't. That's a lie. Uh, You know, research shows that men may masturbate more, uh, but it's not because of a biological need. It's just because men are freaks. I don't know if they do more anymore. Yeah, it, uh, that it's, research might be a little that old. Might be a little old. Women yeah. masturbate just as much as men do now. Yeah, with the with the dolphin and the rabbit out there now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about it at the zoo either, folks. No, you better no. go to Priscilla's. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, number six: masturbation ruins how other kinds of sex feels. Not true. Planned Parenthood did a research study on this and showed that masturbation helps sex feel better. Now, if you do it too much, uh, like 10, 15 times a day, every day, it can numb you. 
if you're a man or a woman. You end up not being able to respond because you've done it 10 or 15 times a day and your <laughs> hand is numb and you got chafing and you need clinical treatment. <laughs> <laughs> they say that if you're doing it too much, you're interfering with your day-to-day activities. That's when you're doing it too much. So uh, be responsible. Uh, number seven, only certain kinds of people can masturbate. No, that's so false. Everybody can masturbate. That's so false. It's just it's not for simple-minded people. It used to be that masturbation was something that was beneath societal folk. And now we know that it's something everybody does. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And everybody needs to do it. If you go home and you don't masturbate for 10 years, you're going to need to see somebody like me at some point because things back up. Things build up. Yes, they do. But they do have that memory. They do have that memory. Number eight, it's more acceptable for boys to masturbate than girls. Ah, social attitudes toward female masturbation is just ridiculous. They always try to make women feel guilty for masturbation or having sex. It makes it difficult for women to enjoy the sexual experience because they have all this guilt that society throws on them and it's so unfair. Truly. And women shouldn't be made to feel guilty for what is a natural, healthy response. It is. Number nine, and I don't know where this came from, masturbation causes sexually transmitted diseases. You're not going to get a disease from playing with yourself. <laughs> that is not going to happen. Now, 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 don't let Billy, Billy Joe Goop to come out. <laughs> now, now, if you're doing yourself and there's no other people involved, and you're in a clean environment, you're not going to have any risk of getting a sexually transmitted disease from being with yourself. It is just not going to happen. There is zero chance of getting any disease, trichomonas, syphilis, AIDS, from being with yourself. Only if you're using a dirty instrument. Now, if you're using a used rabbit or a used dolphin or a used, you know, dildo from somebody else, you know, from a public, if you find a dildo in a trash can, let's just go there. Oh, God. If you find a dildo in a trash can, do not take it home. It is something you leave in the trash can. It may be something you get inexpensively. You may look at it like a gift, but it is not a gift. If you go into a store and you find that your dildo is unpackaged, if the package has been opened and it's a little slippery, do not buy that dildo. Hmm. If you go into a room and you find a dildo in a drawer that is not yours, leave it there. 
<laughs> you could potentially. <laughs> oh God! You should see Kathy on the couch just cringing, cringing. If you find some underwear on the floor, I don't care if they look like they would fit, and it's not yours. That might cause problems. It would. Of course, if it's not your underwear and it's in your house, and you know, you've got to underwear. ask that question. Well, you need, well, you do. You need to, you do need to ask that question. You do need How to did it get here, baby? Well, <laughs> depends on who the baby is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those sort of things can be problematic. They absolutely can. Let's do myth number 10. Frequent masturbation affects a woman's fertility or a man's sperm production. Man's sperm production is going to continue no matter what. Nature made it so that men produce sperm up until the day they leave this planet. Women create millions of eggs, um, but they only really release a few hundred during a lifetime. But masturbation has nothing to do, no impact at all on any of that. So all of those myths are false. They just don't work that way. Yes, that's true. So if you have any questions about anything what we said or any responses about you know, masturbation or orgasms you've had, your favorite one, uh, names and addresses, you can call us at 888-909-1050 if you just want to listen, 832-999-1050. Our next area, and I know a lot of people out there just listening, freaks. We know, <laughs> we know where you are. We know who you are. That's right. We got cameras everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the herbs that can help with enjoyment of a masturbation. Let's talk about aphrodisiacs that can help men with the sexual response. Now, a lot of people don't realize it, but there are drugs out there and herbs that can help a man have a better sexual response. So this is a good time, and we'll wait, for you to get your pen and pencil out, your paper, and just take notes, because this is stuff you don't learn in grade school. This is stuff you get from Mitch and Kathy. You can thank us later. (laughs) So let's start with legal drugs. We're not going to do the illegal. We're just going to start with legal drugs. There's a drug called vitamin B3, which is also known as niacin. You can get niacin over the counter at any pharmacy. And with niacin, it increases engorgement. It increases sexual response. It can can even help with erectile dysfunction. Niacin is a drug that increases what we call nitric oxide in the body, which is responsible in part for the erection and for the engorgement both in the male and female sexual anatomy. It is easily obtained, um, and it's a supplement that if you take it prior to sex, increases tactile sensations, it improves erection, and it improves the ability to achieve a higher state of orgasm. A person can also take vitamin B5 which increases sexual stamina, relaxes your muscles. Also, another uh, drug that you can take is called arginine. Arginine. Arginine helps you have bigger, faster, harder erections, both in male and female. Women also have erections. The uh, female sexual organs can become aroused and erect during sexual response. Um, And these vitamins can help with all that. An herb called yohimbine. Um, which is an uh, herb from Africa. You know, all the good stuff is in Africa, Hmm. seems like. It uh, is an authentic aphrodisiac, which augments the male sex drive. And 
Some men actually have prolonged penis erection even after ejaculation with this. It also can trigger in women, if they take it, a menstrual cycle. So women, to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. There's also a famous blue pill called herbal ecstasy, which um, is still relatively effective, and it's also legal. It can increase your male sex drive, and it also increases mood and overall alertness. There are some... Um, clinical drugs, and I can talk about them because, well, I'm a medical doctor and I used to prescribe drugs a lot. One is called Depranil, which is used to treat Parkinson's patients. It can increase erections and arousal in men. But the one out there that has been researched the most is a drug called Cabergoline or Dostinex, D-O-S-T-I-N-E-X. This particular drug is, was developed for male anorgasmia, the ability or lack thereof of uh, men to be able to have orgasms. And it was studied at the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. Um, they don't really understand uh, how it works, but what they found is that this drug uh, is a selective serotonin uptake inhibitor and uh, classic um, antipsychotic stop, in some cases, or interfere with orgasms. When you take this particular drug... In 75% of men, it restores the ability to have erections and orgasms. Mm. It reduced erectile uh, dysfunction. Uh, The only thing is you have to be careful if you have heart disease in taking this. It can interfere with uh, certain functions of the heart if you take that. So let me go back over them very slowly. Mm. Vitamin B3, also known as niacin can help with the sexual response in men. You can find that at any drugstore for a very low cost. Also, vitamin B5 increases sexual stamina and relaxes men. Arginine, a lot of men who work on the body, bodybuilders know about arginine for uh, stacking and working with the body. Also, the drug uh, Yocon or Yohimbine helps with ejaculations, and it's an authentic aphrodisiac. Also, the drug Depranil, DEP. R-E-N-Y-L, helps with ejaculation and stimulation in men. The, the big one that we want to let you know about is cabergoline, C-A-B-E-R-G-O-L-I-N-E, that can help with erections and orgasms in men and help restore it even if a man has had a radical prostate removal. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we wanted to have this show is to help people who are having difficulty in the area of uh, sexual relations uh, wanted to go into a little bit more detail about the orgasm and we wanted to give you some herbs and some uh, pharmacology that helps uh, with these issues. Uh, This is one of the main things that breaks up relationships is when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to having sex. And so we wanted to talk about a show to make people feel more comfortable about the topic because no one talks about it. As men get older, there's a little evil thing that happens to us that doesn't really happen to to women. The prostate gets bigger. As men get older, well, when a man is young, the prostate can be about the size of a grape. Very small, no problems at all. But as we grow, uh, when a man hits his 40s, the prostate has grown from the size of a grape to the size of a lemon. Actually, yeah, the size of a lemon. And as we get to our 60s and 70s, the prostate can be as big as the size of a grapefruit. Now, the space that it's in has not grown. Mm-hmm. It's just that, just that the prostate itself gets bigger. Well, with all that growth, it can cut off some very valuable things in the body. 
And that's why as many as 40% of men report erectile dysfunction. The little blue pill is a real thing. They report the inability to have certain pleasures with sexuality. So some of these things that we mentioned, arginine, uh, deprinil, niacin, there's a few others. Proline uh, is another. Um, also, there's a, a drug called maca. Uh, and that's a, actually a drug. It's an, uh, it's an herb or a potato uh, that has been shown in clinical studies to really help with not only shrinking the prostate, but improving erections, even with prostate difficulties. So it's not something that is a fait complete that as you get older, it's just going to stop. But you have to work with yourself. You know, when we were young, things was easy. <laughs> Some guys, you know, when, when you're in college, when you're around guys, guys talk. Mm-hmm. And they brag about how many times they can get off, how, how much they can do with sex. But as you get older, that sort of thing changes. I mean, you know, clinically, men still enjoy erections and sex as much as they ever did. But as we get older, things change. Mm-hmm. And we have to work with the available resources out there to help with the things that change in our bodies. They change for women, too. And a lot of the herbs that we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, is actually for men and women. And women. We're going, to have, we're going to talk next hour about the sexual response and orgasm specifically in women. I know a lot of you sitting down waiting for that hat last hour. That's why we put it at the back end. So you have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that um, we've given them enough information for uh, the men. I think uh, they might want to know probably a little bit about uh, the higher consciousness that you were talking about where you can have an organism with higher consciousness and really not even have to touch the body. I know a lot of men want to, when they're meditating, they want to reserve their ejaculation so that they can push the energy up through the central channel and they want to save it. And I know they always have a lot of questions about that. What can you say about that? It is important to know that when you're um, in the process of a lot of men, when we're having sex, actually most men, we're thinking about something. We're thinking about fixing the car, the girl we saw in the mall, porn star, somebody we had sex with 10 years ago. We're all over the place. But when you focus specifically on where your orgasm is building in your body and then try to move the place building into another area of the body, specifically moving it to the heart or center, center of the chest, you begin to feel your orgasms begin to change. The first change you're going to feel is that you take the biological ejaculation out of it and it starts to spread throughout your entire body. For most of us, orgasm feels like an explosion in a certain area of the body or in the brain. It is possible for your entire nervous system the miles and miles and miles of nerves that we have for all of them to feel that orgasm at the same time. And if you can move that energy to your chest area, out of the groin, that's the first stage in elevating your orgasm. You don't want to just stop it in the groin. You want to keep it there, but you, ought, you want to duplicate it in the groin area and in the heart area. And then you want to move it to your hands. The center of your palms is the next area that you want to move that orgasm response into. And if you can do that the groin, to the heart area, to the hands, and hold that energy in that focus in your mind. Forget about Janet Jackson for a minute. Forget about fixing your car. Forget about groceries. Forget about the girl you had sex with 10 years ago. Focus on your body. It will help you begin to have orgasms at a much higher level of consciousness. Well, there you go. 
There you have it. Um, hopefully you took good notes. You wrote down those herbs and those drugs that he mentioned. And now you should be able to uh, express yourself. In the next hour, you can call us at 888-909-050 and uh, call in to share your experiences. We're going to talk about the female orgasm. You are live with the Mitch and Kathy Show, and we are just mortified and happy to be with you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. Yeah. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yukaipa. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now it's time for more Mitch and Kathy on the Mitch and Kathy Show right here on KCAA 1050 AM. Now, here's Mitch and Kathy. Are back and boy, that was a quick minute, wasn't it? It was a quick minute. It felt like ten seconds to me. We had a great time talking about human orgasms and men, and now we're going to talk about the human orgasms and the female sexual response. This is something you just don't get enough information about in life. We tend to get information from trial and error with partners, but you know that's a little bit like um, gardening. If you research gardening, you're going to get better crops. But if you just stick with what you know, you're going to get your garden eaten up by weeds. You're not going to get the same production that you could. And the body's the same way. If you research the body, if you take the time to learn more about the body, you get a better response. And that is also true of orgasms. That's true. That's true. And since we are at the top of the bow, we are on a new clock, ladies and gentlemen, for the Mitch and Kathy show. And so the first five minutes, even though this is a two-hour show, we have to talk about what we're going to talk about on the show, then take a three-minute break, and then we will be back in order to jump right into what we're featuring, and that is orgasms for the women of this world. And we are excited about some of the orgasms we found for women, just for women. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But uh, we do have a caller. It is a gentleman he's been holding, uh, Thomas from North Carolina. Are you there? I am here, Master. Hi. How y'all doing today? We're doing fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Good thing. I'm doing good. Watching the bugs hit the windshield. But I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we want to thank you so oh, much for buggers. your generous donation. No I wanted to make sure I thank you personally for that. I do have a question. I'm sorry. Did you ask me something? Or? No, I said I wanted to thank you personally for the do- generous donation you gave to our foundation. Thank you so much for that. Oh, we yeah. to do that, and I really yeah. appreciate it. I thought it was, I, thought, I just thought it was necessary to put that energy in a, in a good spot. So... I did it just like that. All okay. Right. Well, what's I, the question that you had, I, Thomas? 
Yeah, I had a question, or uh, actually clarification. I know you talked about the incubus and the succubus, how they always hover around somebody with unused sexual energy. Um, is it a good, uh, I guess, interpretation to say that uh, you're actually omitting, I'm sorry, uh, or giving off sexual energy by not even having sex? That's right. If you refrain from sex too long, you put out an energy signal into the universe, mostly on the astral and etheric planes, that other beings can sense, and they'll start circling around you like you're a piece of fresh meat. Okay. So uh, there's a, a technique, at least to my next question, there's a technique in which um, Manchak Tia talked about called the smart orbit, which is necessary for, uh, I think it's like it goes up the spine, around the head, and down the front, uh, with the tongue connected to the roof of the mouth, uh, used to, I think you have to do it nine times, and you concentrate on your dantier. Being that you said it actually just give off, is this what what that practice is actually collecting? It's collecting that energy, that's right. In the form of the fluid, that's right. Once you collect it, and the downtier, can the incubus, the succubus, still still get it, or is it like protected now? Well, you've made it easier for them uh, to get to it because you've collected it all in one place. <laughs> See, what a lot of people don't realize is that if you do that practice, you build up that energy. You still have to do something with it. That energy has to be used. It's not enough simply to collect it and put it in a bowl, essentially. So you can't lock and key it anywhere. Well, I want you to hold your question and we'll be back with you in a moment. You're live with the Mitch and Kathy show. We'll be back after a quick break. Join Mitch and Kathy next week for the Divine Solar Show. One of the things that we do on Facebook is we teach people how to have a personal relationship with the sun. It'll be an open line show. You can call us with your questions about the sun, about your experiences with the sun, how you can get the sun to blink for you, your experiences with the paradosis, uh, your experiences with some of our solar tools. If you have questions about the solar tools, you can ask then some of the solar attunements. So it should be an action-packed show about solar magic. We're going to call it the Divine Solar Show. We now have 65 people who've been able to communicate with the sun sufficiently to get the sun to respond and blink for them. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at some really fascinating and outstanding solar work, go to our website on Facebook. I look up my name, Dr. Master Mr. Gibson, and you'll see people communicating directly with the sun. The Mitch and Kathy Show next week, 3 to 5 Pacific Time, 6 to 8 East, kcaaradio.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of The Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, 
or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, there are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. are back and um, let's go ahead and finish with Thomas from North Carolina and okay. then uh, we're going to ask Shauna and Wajet to, to hold on for us for just a few minutes. Uh, Thomas, are you still there? Still watching the bugs in the windshield. <laughs> you still watching the bugs? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Thomas, why don't you go, go ahead, ahead and finish your statement? Yeah, I was. it was just, I mean, I know that the body is animating uh, sexual energy to collect in one spot, but just just wanted a, a brief method. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure it's out there on how to just protect the sexual energy and use it for yourself if there's such a process. Thank you for your attention to that question. So your question is, how do you protect your sexual energy from predators? Yeah, well, there's a method to collect it, but now, and since you just revealed, even though you collect it, it's still vulnerable, how do we protect it so we could maybe use it? Okay, one of the best ways to protect your energy from predators is to have the predators be pushed away from your body. We have a medallion called the um, Demiurge Medallion, which is powered by the Archangel Michael, which can help protect you from uh, lower-level predators, which are looking for that sort of energy. Also, the Angels of Sanctification Medallion can help protect the body from that sort of energy. And both of those can be found on our website at www.tybro.com. Also, you can get one of the attunements to consciousness. The higher your consciousness is, the more difficult it is 
for lower level entities to take energy from you. It's a bit like if your consciousness is running at a low level, it's like them drinking from a water fountain. But the more you ramp up the energy of your consciousness, it's like them trying to take a sip of water from a fire hydrant. A lot more difficult. So do one of the attunements or get one of their more powerful medallions, the uh, Angels of Sanctification or the Demiurge medallion should help with that tremendously. Just sleep with it under your pillow. And now you don't have to wear it, but put it under your pillow and it will help keep them away. We thank you so much for calling. We've got to get to some other folks, but thank you and be safe out there. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Uh, I will. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about some of the different types of orgasms, and then we'll come back to the callers. Okay. That way we can get through uh, all of them. Uh, the first type of orgasm, ladies, is called the G-spot orgasm, the Grafenberg spot. What is that? It's, it's really a, a mysterious erogenous zone that is actually at the front vaginal wall uh, of the female and um, a lot of women think that they can't have an orgasm unless they have penetration. And the penetration is what hits that part or that G-spot that they're looking for. A lot of women, 30% of them, say they can't have an orgasm without that. And that's just not true. It's not true. It's not true. Because you can have an orgasm uh, doing a lot of other things, and we're going to talk about that. Fried chicken comes to mind. <laughs> Jackhammers, <laughs> small land animals, you know, simple oh, things. <laughs> There's a show called, uh, what's it called? Drawn, Drawn Together. Together. Drawn Together, a uh, cartoon type show. And uh, it's not for the light of heart, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. And they just go there. They, they, they go, go there, there and they get a room. They get a room and a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. But that's what he's referring to. Hmm. Right, chicken. <laughs> All right. And so um, with the G-spot, what are the other 70% of the people doing? 30% say that they can only get off on the – is that true? Is it true that 30% of the women out there can only get off by uh, penetration? Well, there are some women that can only have sexual orgasm consciously through – penile intercourse mm -hmm. they also will need in some cases a vibrator mm -hmm. and but then again that's just a different kind of penetration whether it be with a live male uh, or uh, a vibrator that's still penetration but there are other types of orgasms that are possible that don't involve penetration that don't involve vibrators that don't involve even having a man or a woman mm. Well, let's talk about some of those. Let's talk about a few of those. All right. There's one called the great nipple orgasm. Nipple orgasm. There is a direct kundalini line that goes from the nipples directly to the clitoris and the vaginal area in women. Most women don't. Well, they figure that out eventually. Mm -hmm. But there is a direct energetic line that goes from both nipples directly to the vaginal area. That is and, true. And if you stimulate that area co correctly, there can be an orgasm. Same thing is true in men, actually. Men have the same kundalini line. If that line is stimulated proper, properly, it can cause tremendous orgasms in men. But that area is neglected in men. So the brain seems to process nipple and genital stimulation in the same way. Very same way. But 
uh, like we talked about in the last hour, there's an area right under the ear or the nape of the neck that is as strong in response as the nipples and the genital area in sexual response. Mm-hmm. It was um, in many uh, brothels and in many uh, bordellos in ancient times, that was one of the specialties that a woman had to perfect before mm-hmm. she was considered to be a top courtesan. She had to be able to bring men to orgasm without touching the penis. Mm. And men would come in and they'd pay lots of money for women that could do that. Probably so they would take something back to their... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> didn't want to leave any evidence. You ladies. might have to pay 10 <laughs> gold pieces for that, but it's a tremendous orgasm with no risk. Because mm-hmm. no. you could go home and say, darling, what's for supper? <laughs> <laughs> and that woman's pockets are that much fatter. That's true, that's true. And, of course, uh, the anal orgasm. Hmm. Now, now there's a for women. There are some women who really enjoy anal penetration, and then there's women who just can't stand anal penetration. And you know, I think it's split right down the middle. I think it is split right down the I middle. Mean, if it, like a crack. <laughs> You're so nasty. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> Go to your room. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> what is it about the tight muscles and the uh, that thin layer uh, when a woman's being penetrated or male being penetrated right there at the entry of the anus? You know, there are a lot of nerve endings uh, in that area, just like there are in the vagina, just like there are with the penis. It's packed with nerve endings. So, yeah, there may be fewer nerve endings, but it's still uh, pretty sensory. It, it's high power in that area. So, I mean, people might say, well, I don't like that. But once people relax enough, uh, if you look at any sort of the movies that are sexually oriented, especially modern porn, uh, you see that in almost every movie. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. used to be that it was something you just wouldn't see. But now it's as commonplace as just regular oral sex. You can type in some certain words in, uh, on the Internet and you get tons of videos that come right to it, your device. It is something that is now considered to be a normal part of sex. Mm-hmm. T- 10, 15, 20 years ago, it just was, it was taboo. People didn't like to talk about it. But now it's expected almost. And they say that if it's a little bit sore for you, then you can graduate with some bead strands to make it easier for you to to just loosen you up. It is a different orgasm than a vaginal orgasm, but it is as strong and as potent without the risk of pregnancy even. All right. Well, there's also one called the U-spot orgasm. Let's educate people about what the U-spot is. All right. We're talking about the urethra. Tell us about the urethra, doctor. Well, the urethra in women is right next to the clitoris. It's where urine comes out in a mm. woman. So when a woman is, is going to the bathroom, she has to sit down in part because the urethra is kind of high up in the anatomy. Mm-hmm. Men have a urethra, uh, and it's a little bit longer, and it goes out of the tip of the penis. But both are highly erogenous zones. That's why it's called the U-spot. They're highly erogenous zones. They can have orgasms by themselves. A woman licking the tip of a man's urethra, a man licking the tip of a woman's urethra, if you do it lightly enough, long enough, in the right way, you can bring them to orgasm. All right. Well, let's take a break right there and get to one of these callers. Go right ahead. Shauna from Florida. You've been waiting for a while. Why don't you jump in on this conversation? <laughs> Shauna, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Masters. Hi, Hi. Shauna. 
Um, I'm just going to jump right in, like you said. Um, so I just found out a couple of months ago that um, the French term for orgasm is le petit mort, meaning little death. Small death, yeah. Small death, yes. So um, whenever I try to go to a second orgasm or a third orgasm, I really do feel like I'm going to die. It is very difficult and scary, and I just want to know why it is that I feel that way when I'm trying to last longer. Well, you're bringing up a very important question. Throughout yeah. the night, both men and women are having sexual relations, usually in the dream state, usually while we're unconscious. But science has shown that this, we have the same reactions. Women have the same uh, engorgement. They have the same responses as though they're being penetrated by somebody throughout the entire night. And they're also having orgasms that if you wake them up during the sexual response in dreams, they don't remember a thing. They might remember it as an erotic dream, but that's it. They don't remember the whole fact that they're experiencing the same brain activity during sleep that they would during actual physical sex. It may be that part of you is when you're trying to have that second and third orgasm is starting to remember some of the stuff you did at night that you block out. And so that your subconscious doesn't want you to remember all of that activity. So it's blocking out any further activity. So you can't go there even if you want to. Wow. Um, so how can I stop that? Or I don't know what to do because, you know, my sessions are pretty short because of that. <laughs> well, what I would like you to do mm-hmm. is when you have sex um, at night, I want you to write down as many of your sexually oriented dreams as you can. And I want you to write them down, not just record them, but I want you to write them down. And then I want you to look, after you do this for a few weeks, I want you to look for patterns in the dreams. You will find that there are patterns in the sexual dreams, erotic dreams that you're having. In these patterns, you will find certain people repeat, certain places repeat, certain types of sex will repeat, and that will help you remove that block. If you can remember those patterns while you're having sex, you will help break through the block that you're having. Now, I'm going to tell you that when you have these dreams and you start writing them down, you're going to see yourself doing some freaky stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I've already already started writing my dreams down, and some of them I'm just like, I can't share this with nobody. (laughs) It's just crazy. (laughs) You will see yourself doing some freaky stuff. A lot of it's going to be group activity. You Mm -hmm. may see some homosexual activity. You may see Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, doing things that you don't want to admit to anybody. Keep them to yourself because it's going to be freaky. Mm -hmm. But it will help you with this block. You are exploring sexual experiences in your dreams that you cannot explore in your physical world. If you can let yourself see them and let yourself see them as okay, you can get through the block. But you got to see the patterns and you got to see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're not going to call you freaky. We're not going to laugh at you. <laughs> I don't think I could admit it to anybody anyway. <laughs> now, if you see All yourself right. as an orangutan having sex with a baboon, oh, you know, that oh, happens no. in your dream. 
<laughs> it's going to happen. If you see yourself somewhere in, in deep in the water and you're a whale tracing a shark, you know, that happens in dreams. Let it right. happen. <laughs> write, it, write it down. Write it down. And write it, it down. Okay. Okay. All right. Give a whole new spin to... No, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Bad, Dr. Gibson. Bad. Thank you Thank so much you, for calling Shana. in, Shauna. All you. right. Thank you, Master. Right, you take care. Take care. Let's go ahead and take one more caller, and then okay. we'll get back to the list. Was that from Houston? Are you still there? So I'm still here. I had to take it off of me. How y'all doing? Oh, good. We're doing How good. Doing? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm actually really enjoying the show. It's, um, this topic is right on time for me um, because there's been some interesting things that's been happening with me whenever um, I'm having sex with my husband. Now, I remember earlier in the show, you had mentioned something about the energy from the orgasm and, you know, bringing it through the chakras and um, things like that. Now, I've been doing that and um but as of recently when i go heart chakra and i try to circulate the energy i have sharp pain right there in my heart and so i'm just trying to figure out exactly you know what's going on um should i just i mean is there is it possibly a block or something there and you know what is it that i can do to kind of just you know ease that pain well, if you have a block or a sharp pain there, it's it's pointing directly to an emotional experience that you need to work through related to sex. It may okay. be that you were raped. It may be that you were molested. It may be that something happened to you that you're trying to block out, that when you're trying to circulate that energy, it's going to hit that experience like a truck running into a wall. And so you've got to write that experience down talk it out with somebody so that as you try to circulate that energy, the energy can get through that wall, but it cannot get through that wall as long as you're not talking about it and getting it out. Does this make any sense to you? Yes, it, it definitely does. Um, that's interesting you would say that because I don't recall any time in my life personally experiencing a molestation, but I do remember one time when me and my husband were having sex and I felt like this overbearing energy, like somebody was trying to force their self on me as if he was doing that, but I know he wasn't doing that, but it was something, it was something that was being triggered and it may have been something, you know, from someone else, possibly my mother or something that may have been, um, you know, uh, passed on from me. And so, um, how do you deal with things, you know, experiences that you may not have personally experienced, but that has kind of been, uh, merged with you and, you know, your yeah. consciousness? It is entirely possible for a person to forget an experience where they went through a negative sexual trauma. Um, it is well known that people can block that out and compartmentalize it entirely. They can go through, be molested, be hurt, even be raped, and not remember it at all. Mm -hmm. Period. Until something happens to begin to trigger the memories. For instance, if you were very young, and I'm not saying that this happened, but if you were very young, say three or four years old, it's difficult for the mind to retain those sorts of memories. Right, right. That's not to say that that happened, but it's possible that your mind is trying to tell you there's something there that needs to be released. And it also may be that you saw something that you were trying to process sexually. You may have seen someone get molested. You may have witnessed something that you would rather block out, and that can cause a block too. So either one of those are entirely possible. 
Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense, and that was very helpful. Thank you very much. Oh, you're well, welcome. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Y'all have a good one. You'll be good you. to you. Okay. You know, that that unfortunately happens to a lot of people, and uh, they do block it out. Some can and some can't, but generally if there's a block, there's something to that block, and you have to really investigate where that's coming from and how you go about getting past it. So we're going to go and take uh, talk about some more of the uh, types of orgasms women can have, and then we'll take the final caller after our next break. So we got about three minutes before we have to take a break. Let's talk about the next one, which is called the A-spot orgasm. What is the A-spot orgasm? It's also known as the anterior fornix. It is at the front vaginal wall and it goes up towards your belly button area. And they say it's like an indirect stimulation of the G-spot, uh, much like the U-spot and the clitoral hood and indirect stimulation of the clitoris itself. So it is another zone that can be explored, uh, but generally you have to be very relaxed to hit that. You know, I think there should be like a course out there that you can take in college. <laughs> It would save a lot of marriages and relationships about the whole question of sexuality, where pleasure can be experienced in the body, and how pleasure can be explored between people. You know, because you said that, there probably is a course at one of the universities about this very topic, and we just it, don't know which university it is. It should be in every university it out there. It should be. It, it should, should be. Should be in community colleges. Should be in high school. It should be. It should be in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> in the name. <laughs> it should be something that people have access to because knowing about information like that and knowing how to elicit pleasure in your mate should be something we're as good at as math or English or history. Mm -hmm. It should be something that is taught because most of what we learn about the sexual response is hit and miss. That's true. It's not something that is taught in any kind of organized way. It's not something we're given any credence to as far as relationships. It's something you're expected to just pick up along the way. And most of us learn badly. That's true. We learn this. We have the same kinds of partners mm -hmm. over and over and over, the same kinds of things over and over and over. And before you realize it, you're stuck in a rut. You only know to do certain things. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, we have uh, several more that we have to go through, ladies, so you just hang on. We're going to have to take a break, I believe, in about 30 seconds. So we've talked about six different types so far. we got another six that we're going to go through. We want you to have your pen and paper ready because we're going to also talk about some herbs that's going to help stimulate our or boost our sexual drive. And then we're just going to wrap it up with some basic questions. So hang on to your hat, and we will be back. The number to call in is 888-909-1050, or you can continue to listen at 832-999-1050. We'll be right back. Join Mitch and Kathy next week for the Divine Solar Show. One of the things that we do on Facebook is we teach people how to have a personal relationship with the sun. It'll be an open line show. You can call us with your questions about the sun, about your experiences with the sun, how you can get the sun to blink for you, your experiences with the paradosis. 
uh, your experiences with some of our solar tools. If you have questions about the solar tools, you can ask then some of the solar attunements. So it should be an action-packed show about solar magic. We're going to call it the Divine Solar Show. We now have 65 people who've been able to communicate with the sun sufficiently to get the sun to respond and blink for them. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at some really fascinating and outstanding solar work, go to our website on Facebook. I look up my name, Dr. Master Mr. Gibson, and you'll see people communicating directly with the sun. The Mitch and Kathy Show next week, 3 to 5 Pacific Time, 6 to 8 East, kcaaradio.com. Nobody has, to, to my knowledge, has ever done a show about orgasms, a human orgasm. Did you know there was 27 different types of orgasms? That's a lot of orgasms. You know, somebody should give you a manual or a handbook about stuff like that when you come into the world. My son, there are 27 different types of, <laughs> and they need to give you a glove and a bandage well, if they give you that. That's a Vaseline. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday for the Mitch and Kathy Show, live on KCAA AM and FM. We'll see you soon. Spiritual growth in the modern world is a challenging prospect. Miracles, supernatural phenomena, and true spiritual masters are hard to come by. Spiritual tools that work, inspire, and lead the aspirant to higher evolution are very rare items. When we don't get the answers or the help that we're looking for, we often conclude that God is not listening or that he has turned us down. What we fail to realize is that there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. Furthermore, There are tools that the Creator has given us that are designed to help ensure that our prayers are answered. My wife and I have experienced hundreds of supernatural events and miracles in our lives. We have witnessed the appearance of angels, gods, elementals, materializations, aura phenomena, and a host of events that defy rational explanation. We have over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. Visit our website today at www.tybro.com. Hi, this is Kathy Gibson of the Mitch and Kathy Show. My husband and I started a business over 10 years ago dedicated to bringing spiritual tools, knowledge, and understanding to a rapidly changing world. Over the last 100 years, we have gone from a culture dominated by the horse and buggy to space stations, airplanes, iPads, and the Internet. We have decoded the human genome, tamed the atom, and sent humans to the moon. Yet there is something strangely amiss in our evolution. Our spiritual growth has stagnated. We have yet to successfully plumb the depths of the human mind, understand the mysteries of the human soul, or fully integrate the emotion of love into our politics, religion, or racial relations. We have created over 100 free videos on YouTube and a large Facebook page. We enjoy our work, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. Please come by our website at www.tybro.com today. back we are back and we're going to continue on with our different types of orgasms and i believe we're on uh, number seven number seven the cervical orgasm the cervical orgasm that sounds intense that let's sounds, hear about that that sounds like that would be a little bit painful 
Actually, it's known as the deep spot orgasm, or what they call the posterior fornix. It is similar to the A spot in that it responds to pressure, uh, but it also is considered deep penetration. So go deep, young man. Go deep. If you can. <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> <laughs> For some women, they they say that it feels uh, uh, very painful because it's a very sensitive area. And so they kind of attribute it to the same as having anal sex. Okay. Okay. All right. There's another one called, the probably the most famous of all, the clitoral orgasm. Well known. Well known. Man in the boat. Man in the boat. Overboard. Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> The clitoral orgasm, uh, probably most women's favorite because stimulation of the clitoris is what brings a lot of pleasure to women. And most women do uh, have orgasms if you stimulate the clitoris, especially if you do it in the right way because there's a, a zillion nerve endings in the clitoris. That's true. So It's one of the most highly innervated organs in the body for that reason. Millions of nerve endings just in that one spot, mm-hmm. like the head of the penis. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the penis in women and men that way because it's a similar organ, similar structure. It can become erect. It becomes engorged. It has millions of nerve endings. Similar organ. And it's probably one of the ones that simulated the most during foreplay. Truly. Between Truly. that and the head of the penis, I think both of those get about as much attention. All right, the next one's called the zone orgasm. A zone. The zone. The zone. Tell us about the zone orgasm. The zone. This is where I feel like I need a pen and paper and a glass of tea. (laughs) (laughs) The zone orgasms are the ones that are experienced via stimulation of an area that isn't necessarily thought of as erotic. So these are orgasms that are brought on by stimulation of that called the special sweet spot. Like the tip of the nose? <laughs> no. Probably not the tip of the okay. nose. Okay. Right. Uh, you had mentioned of a couple of them earlier. It's the clavicle, the nape of the neck, the inner thigh, the prostate can lead you to the experience of the zone orgasm. So the zone, you get to have a lot of pleasure playing around with a lot of different things. Because there's different areas of the brain that can actually elicit orgasms associated with those particular zones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And each one would probably be different. The very orgasm different. would I be very different. Expect. Yes. All right. The next one's called the blended orgasm. Hmm. What would you guess? Would you guess? Mm, mixing different areas, zones, plus genital areas to create an orgasm. Right. One hand here, a mouth there, a leg wrapped around here. We're talking about more than one person? Or... <laughs> <laughs> you could be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to go back and get a mess of dimes. <laughs> I just <laughs> run out of money. Just ran out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the fantasy slash mental orgasm. Which is one of the hardest to create because you can orgasm just by thinking about it. Just by thinking about it. Actually, those, that, those are actually good and fun. Mm-hmm. They really are. Uh, and then some women's favorite of all orgasms. Which one is that? The multiple orgasm. Yes. Not like Shauna, because you don't want to feel like you're dying. No, no. 
Sounds okay. But all right. the, the multiple orgasm, a lot of women like that. And how do they describe the multiple orgasm there? Uh, multiple orgasms come in two forms, sequential, one right after the other, with the rest in between, or the serial, which is one right after another. No rest in between. And that's the one that I think scares men the most with women because they look at a woman and if she's orgasming one after another, they think there's no way in heck I can do that. <laughs> How do you do that? Because a man is one, maybe two shots at best, and he's done. But a woman can lay there. I read about a woman who orgasms 134 times in one hour. Wow. Now, a man cannot do that. He will die trying to orgasm 134 times in an hour. But it's it's a I think it's a special gift that the creator has given to women that gives them the ability to orgasm multiple times. A lot of women don't know that they can do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's and it's great. It's great. Better than cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into the herbs uh, that boosts a female sex drive, let's go ahead and talk to Mr. Kair from Atlanta, Hotlanta. Kair, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, somehow we knew you'd be calling today. Oh, you had no idea that I was calling. Yeah, we knew you were calling. <laughs> How can we help you, young man? Um, yes, I want to uh, try to make mine as succinct as possible. I'm one of the ones who's been taking tedious notes and writing questions down. And um, my thought is about um, the causes in orgasm. I work with a lot of women who say they cannot reach orgasm through penetration, but only through masturbation. And I wanted to know, could you uh, speak to what are some of the maybe psychological reasons why women can't reach orgasms in, uh, during penetration with some partners, but then with other partners they can. And also... Um, Let's start with one question at a time before we do the double question. Let's do one right. at a time. Let's answer this first one. Okay? Thank you. Okay. First question. I think the, one of the biggest reasons for lack of orgasms is lack of foreplay. A lot of times with, with couples, there's a little kissing, a little touching, a little feeling, and then there's penetration. Foreplay, for a woman to be able to have a good orgasm, is going to need to last at least 20, 30 minutes minimum. Also, there needs to be, at some point, some sort of fantasy or some sort of mental stimulation for the whole sex play. In other words, lights can't be off every time. Uh, you can't always have the same position. You, you need to put some sort of fantasy play into sexuality, clothing, uh, develop a script between you, put the right music, uh, incense. There needs to be more thought and more energy put into the entire act. Otherwise, the, the brain acclimates and the brain gets bored and it just won't give you the response. It just gets bored. And that's true for men and women. I think another reason is that people don't talk to each other enough during the sexual response. If you're laying there and you're kind of quiet with each other, the brain needs that communication, that verbal communication as a stimulus. Imagine if you went through the day and people didn't talk to you, the kind of reaction you would have uh, doing physical contact with people if people didn't say anything to you. The same thing happens during sex. If you don't talk to a person during sex, it tends to shut the body down. And it's not just, oh, baby, that's good or great. 
a communication, a dialogue about the sexual response is necessary. Yes. Sorry. Okay, I need to see both your hands, Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your second question? Uh, my second question. Uh, my second question. Uh, some people uh, refer to it as a tantric orgasm. I don't particularly. Uh, the touchless orgasm, where a man is able to bring a woman to orgasm by moving his hands over different uh, parts of her body, her erogenous zones, and she comes to an, uh, an orgasm. Would that be a magnetic orgasm or moving toward a conscious orgasm? That's magnetic manipulation. Not much different than physical manipulation. It's manipulating the energy above uh, the erogenous zone in the same way as if you do if you touch it. It's a little bit more of an elevated, but it's not a consciousness orgasm. It is related to man magnetic manipulation. Okay, thank you. Uh, and my last question is an astrological question uh, surrounding waiting. At the beginning of the show, you were saying, well, you know, how long should you wait? You said it's kind of on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, I just want to know from an astrological standpoint, can't you, like uh, Saturn could block attractions in a relationship? Like if a partner's Saturn is conjuncting another partner's Venus, couldn't it also be a... Uh, attraction astrologically for these people just like we want to get it on tonight and they still have a healthy relationship the last you know a couple of years you know um i have probably done more astrological research than most people you'll ever meet and astrology was one of the first things that i researched uh, sex was one of the first things that I researched regarding to astro astrology. And the research just doesn't hold up very well with sex and astrological responses and connectivity. It just doesn't hold up very well. What does hold up are different sorts of uh, physiological parameters. Hair color is more important than a person's um, astrological sign, a person's age, a person's race. Some people have better sexual responses with different races than they do their own race. Some people have better sexual responses to different eye color. I mean, it really is more complex than just one particular parameter. Cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I still got my hands where you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You know, I've mentioned some of the sexual parameters that people are attracted to, but a lot of people don't really take time to explore, really explore sexuality during their lifetimes. They end up doing the same thing over and over and over sexually. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a, a TV series uh, about the Kinseys in their exploration of sex, and they looked at... Uh, sexual response in men, sexual response in women, what an orgasm is, how long it takes. Uh, they looked at uh, sex during unconscious states such as sleep. They looked at how cadavers can be stimulated to orgasm. They looked at a lot of things that were considered to be taboo. They lost funding and money in a lot of different universities or places of uh, study in part because they were looking at things that people just didn't want to know at the time. 
Don't they have a show about them? I don't know if it's still on the air, but it was an excellent show that was well done. Showtime or something? uh, That looked at the human sexual response. There have been some studies done since then that looked at homosexual sexual responses. Uh, They studied people uh, as they get older, the sexual response in aging. They looked at sexual response in children. Um, So there's been a lot of work done on the human sexual response. But as we've said several times earlier, we just don't get taught that kind of stuff. We do not. And where do you go find the information? Well, you can read it now. Uh, YouTube is full of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) If you put in human sexuality in YouTube, you can spend days uh, in different languages looking at stuff. (laughs) put it in google and find just as much stuff with videos with videos Mm -hmm. and if you look at uh pornography online you can spend a lifetime trying to see it all you just can't do it come out the room yeah come out the bathroom can't do it can't do it can't do it well let's talk about a couple of the uh herbs that help to boost the female sex drive because as we get older and we start to age and things start drying up a bit for us ladies we have to figure out ways to to bring the juice back so to speak so we're going to talk about some of the herbs that help with that and the first one on the list is called ashwagandha root Ashwagandha, that's A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-A, root. And this helps with the passion and desire to ignite it. And uh, sometimes we need that uh, ignition because as we age, uh, the blood flow to the clitoris and other organs, it just slows up and we need to help that. And we can help ourselves have a better sexual experience if we use some of these herbs to to help with that. And uh, that's one of the first ones that they talked about was ashwagandha root. And he had mentioned earlier, and like we said, a lot of the herbs are for both male and female. So it doesn't make much difference which one's taking it because it has the same effect on the body. The second one he talked about was called macaw, the macaw root. And macaw, there's several different kinds. There's red macaw, there's black macaw. There's different type of macaw, and it's it's actually good for both male and female. But this root helps to support in our hormonal balance. It has high zinc levels and essential minerals for sex hormones, and it helps to fan the flames of desire. And the women who took this uh, root said that they had improved sexual experiences and satisfaction. We might actually start uh, carrying some of these roots in our store. You never know. <laughs> Third one is called Mura Puama. Um, a lot of these herbs and roots come from these uh, tribes that live deep in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Some happy people in this, ju- this jungle. They'll <laughs> be going into their little huts and stuff in the middle of the night. Uh, probably happier than the average cosmopolitan American because of all probably, these roots. Probably, because they know how to use the roots, too. They, and, you know, they don't have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Just go out and dig them up. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this root you're talking about? It's also called potency weed, and it helps men and women. It increases libido, desire, enjoyment, and it intensifies orgasms. That's M-U-I-R-A. P-U-A-M-A. You know, if you put ashwagandha root, macaw, and muraprama in one capsule, that'd be a great capsule. Actually, it would be a good capsule. Yeah, a great capsule. Equal parts of both of those 500 milligrams in one capsule. Hmm. You you could sell that. Yeah, you could. 
Next one is dark chocolate. Dark we're chocolate. not talking about men. <laughs> we're talking about we're not talking about Idris Elba here, ladies. Aww. We're talking about the real chocolate, oh chocolate that you can eat. Mm. Mm. Dark chocolate has been studied as increasing the dopamine levels in the brain, and it also causes dopamine to be increased all over the body and improves the body's response to stimulation. Number five, Avena sativa, also called just regular oats, oatmeal. 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 It's an aphrodisiac, and it stimulates libido. Now, just think about oatmeal. how often do you actually eat oatmeal? If you can get enough oats in your system, it increases vaginal stimulation, advances physical pleasure, and emotional desires. I had no idea. It frees up bound hormones in the body, especially testosterone, for sexual stimulation. Oatmeal in the morning. Oatmeal in the morning. <laughs> oatmeal every day. Oatmeal. What are we having? Oatmeal. Oatmeal. <laughs> On Sunday for breakfast instead of brunch. Oatmeal. Oatmeal, baby. Oatmeal. <laughs> Saturday night instead of pizza. Oatmeal. <laughs> Thursday morning before you take a flight. Oatmeal. oatmeal. Come on, there should man. be oatmeal available in the airport. There should be oatmeal at communion at church. Absolutely. <laughs> oatmeal. Oatmeal. And like we said, it could be for either sex. Either, either sex. sex. Uh, the number six is Catawba. The Tupi tribe of Brazil praises the catawba for its potent aphrodisiac qualities. It has a lot of different compounds that energize and stimulates the libido and the desire. And like we said, the, the biggest organ that we have that really helps with orgasms is the brain. It creates erotic dreams and heightened sexual fan, uh, satisfaction and orgasm. That's some good stuff. That's Real good stuff. That is C A T U A B A dot com. <laughs> got to find some Catawba. Catawba. I didn't know it stuff. did all that. Uh, we got some up in the cabinet. <laughs> we got so much stuff in the cabinet. We got everything. I'm the medicine brewer. You know, yeah. I have to have everything. You have everything in there. <laughs> Damiana. Damiana. Um, it grows in the American Southwest. Mexico, Caribbean, and South America. It's a very highly prized libido enhancer. It has flavonoids, phenolics, glycosides, terpenoids, and even caffeine that reduce stress, increase blood flow, especially in the pelvic area, and increases sensitivity to heightened stimulation. That's some good stuff, too. Wow. Wow. It does a lot. That does a lot. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, number eight is suma root, sometimes called Brazilian ginseng. That's Damiana, D-A-M-I-A-N-A dot com. <laughs> Still thinking about it, huh? Mm, that's some good stuff. Is that up in the cabinet? Okay. Uh, suma root, the Brazilian ginseng is uh, very popular with the native population in South America. And it helps with female hormonal balance and excites libido. Let's see, they keep saying the same thing. Female hormone imbalance and it excites the libido. It creates intense sexual experiences and greater satisfaction. I've never heard of Suma Root. Hmm. Never heard of that. Okay. Hmm. There's one. S-U-M-A, ladies. S-U-M-A Root. Uh, Number nine, the Tribulus Terrestris. Terrestris. It creates increased arousal, increased lubrication, more intense orgasms, and greater satisfaction. 
it stimulates androgen receptors in the brain and makes the body more res- responsive to testosterone and other sex hormones. It reduces stress, anxiety, and depression. That's some good stuff, too. It does. It reduces those things and stimulates other things. That's a good herb. I have heard of tribulus, and I've also heard of the next one. Number 10, Tongkat Ali. Hmm. Called, Dr. Oz called this the world's greatest natural aphrodisiac. It's been used by women all over the world to arouse desire and increase erogenous sensitivity. You know, these things should be in a Valentine or Mother's Day basket. <laughs> <laughs> Tomcat Ali, Suma, Damiana, Catawba, Oatmeal. <laughs> oatmeal. <laughs> Macaw root. All those sound awesome. Man. Like, you know, instead of flowers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, got you some, I made you some oatmeal this I morning. I made you some oatmeal, a little Tomcat <laughs> Ali, a little Suma root. I got a, this little blend I want to share with mm-hmm. you. I, I put them all together. I make some capsules. Uh, they're safe. We're just going to try a few things. <laughs> <laughs> It's traditionally given to women suffering from low libido, and it also supports positive responses to stress, stimulates memory, and overall brain function. So if you feel like your libido response is waning as you get older, like you can't really uh, be attracted to your husband or your mate, Tongkat Ali, T-O-N-G-K-A-T, next word Ali, for those of our listeners that are calling and ask me about what do you do if you're getting older and you feel like you're in decline? We got some of those listeners in the chat room. Listeners on Facebook, get this herb, Tongkat Ali. It's an Indonesian herb. You can find it in all kinds of forms online. It helps rejuvenate and reawaken that whole area of your body. Mm-hmm. And it also helps with uh, losing and maintaining weight. Now, who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want that? We need to come up with a Mitch and Kathy libido herb combination. I think we could with some of these things we you, just you mentioned. Mix we some tong- mix some things up. Tongkat and sumarut and Catawba by itself with the oatmeal, of course. Yeah, oatmeal. <laughs> oatmeal. Oatmeal in the morning, oatmeal in the evening. We have it. What's for dinner? Oatmeal. oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> so those are herbs, just to go back over them. Ashwagandha root, maca root. Mura Puama, M-U-I-R-A-P-U-A-M-A. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Avena sativa, also known as oats. Catawba root, C-A-T-U-A-B-A. Damiana, D-A-M-I-A-N-A. Suma root, never heard of that one. Have to look that one up. Mm-hmm. Tribulus terrestris, that's a common one. T-R-I-B-U-L-U-S, terrestris, T-E-R-R-E-S-T-R-I-S. And the number one for women, Tongkat, also for men, Tongkat Ali. Mm, that sounds like some good stuff. That's, that's a great a, list. Yeah, that's a fantastic. You could sell that list. That's a great list for boosting the female sex drive. So, ladies, we don't have any excuses anymore. We've gotten herbs, so you're not taking any pharmacology to help with this. Uh, We've talked about the myths that are no no longer true and never were. We've talked about the different type of erogenous zones and orgasms that we can have. We've talked about the different kind of herbs that's going to help stimulate that sex drive. So we have our ammunition. We know what we can do. Now it's finding the right partner. If you have a partner, then you're finding new ways to communicate with your partner. And you're going to make sex fun again. You're going to make sex fun. 
And you can do that by sharing and exploring things together. You can do that by taking your time, getting to know somebody before you jump right in. Because if you look at a lot of these erogenous zones that we talked about, you need to get to know someone so they want to take the time to stimulate those areas for you and not just jump right in, uh, get to know you better so that they have some feelings towards you and can be uh, either gentle or rough, whichever way you want it. So uh, we don't have any excuses anymore, and neither do the men. You know, as as people, sex changes throughout your lifetime. A lot of us get stuck in that gear in our consciousness of what I used to be able to do or what I want to be able to do. We have to make adjustments in our sexuality um, from the time you're a teenager. When you're a teenager, you can look at a doorknob and get excited. <laughs> when you're in your 20s, we're out there humping everything we can catch, men and women. Mm. Uh, but when you hit your 30s, 40s, and 50s, even in your 30s and 40s, you're still kind of out there. But when you hit your 40s and 50s, uh, you're going to spend more of your life trying to regain your sexual response than you are enjoying it. Half your life, half of our lifetimes, we spend with all those good hormones in decline. So mm. don't be ashamed that, Gene, things change as you get older. Um, Everybody has great juices and stuff when you're younger, but as we get older, we have to make those adjustments. And that's why we're talking about this show, the orgasm, educating folks, giving you different herbs and different drugs that can help you. There are some pharmacology. Everybody knows about all the different pills that are out there. But we're giving you some natural things that you can do that can help you because those pills are expensive. Some people can afford them, some cannot. But hopefully this will this show will help everybody with the whole concept of sexuality and the orgasm. We had some fun with it. There's some we did. questions that people called in. It's questions. We saw the questions in the chat room, and uh, you folks called in and you stayed on the line, and we certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much for calling in. You will have been live with the Mitch and Kathy Show. We thank our listeners. We thank our callers. And we thank you for being loyal and just following and working with us. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you so much. You're listening to KCAA, Loma Linda, California. The best station in the nation. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. A real black eye for presumptive Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump. Nearly 40%.